Business, lifestyle, social media, powerful woman. Do any of these words interest you? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Behind the Girl Boss podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the place where you can learn about powerful businesswomen who are thriving in whatever they do. Get your notebooks ready and let's get learning. Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to the podcast. Hello, hi, how are you? How are you doing? I hope you're doing amazing. I hope you're doing extremely well. Today we have a longer episode for you guys. Um, So I'm not gonna talk too, too much. I'm literally recording this the night before the episode goes live. And this week is my kind of like midterm-ish week. Like I, have f- like I have a few things due at school because then the week after is my spring break. So we got a lot of stuff to get done. So I don't wanna talk too long. For today's episode, the journal prompt of the day is a great day looks like dot, dot, dot to me. So this would mean that you would be planning out what your ideal day looks like, um, who you see, what you do, what you eat, what you drink, like all those fun things. I feel like it would be very fun to like plan out an ideal day for yourself. And then hopefully sometime in the future, you can actually experience that actual day. I feel like that's like a fun concept to write it out and then try and bring it to life, you know? So that's what I'm going to be writing about tonight or tomorrow so i want you guys to take out your pens your paper your notebooks your laptops your phone wherever you write on and plan out that day and hopefully one day you'll be able to experience it but for today's episode we have a repeat guest or we have a guest that was already on i think this is the first time that i have a guest on the podcast or the second time correct me if i'm wrong but i really do think that it's the first time so today we have taylor woods on the podcast and if you did not know you're going to find out in this episode but I actually edit for Taylor so we are pretty tight you know (laughs) but all jokes aside yeah I edit for Taylor and this episode we really dove into like what it means to be a full-time content creator the struggles the highs the lows when she knew it was time to hire on some help aka me um how it's impacted her life her content and her work style and all those fun things I thought it would be easy to have a raw and open conversation with someone who I'm comfortable with and who is in the industry and who is working full-time time and as someone who works with her knows how much work and like effort she puts into her content so yeah that's what this episode's about i hope you guys enjoy it it gets deep raw and we just lay everything out on the table so i hope you guys enjoy hey everyone what's up and welcome back to behind the girl boss so today we have taylor with us who we had on already i feel like a year ago i don't even remember it's been a minute probably Uh, (laughs) but hi taylor do you want to like Re-say who you are, what you do in case there's new people here. Yeah, of course. Uh, First of all, an honor to be back. I love this (laughs) podcast so much. I love you so much. And it's just always a fun time chatting with you. I am a YouTuber primarily. I avoid the word influencer at all costs (laughs) because it just sounds not exactly what I align with, I guess. But Mm -hmm. um, I primarily make YouTube videos, um, a lot about lifestyle and fitness content, talk a lot about my personal journey and struggles with fitness. <laughs> and I have been doing it for maybe two or so years now, um, kind of became like my hobby post-grad and then the panorama turned it into a little job. So it's been such a blessing ever since. And I have had the best time doing it. And it's brought me to people like you. And Amanda also happens to be my editor. Ooh, shout out. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we'll get into all that after, but so oh, last so time we were- <laughs> no, it's okay. I was gonna talk about it anyway. <laughs> um, spoils the whole podcast. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 
Um, but I did this last time you were on the podcast and I'm sure your answers have changed or maybe I don't know if I asked the same ones, but I like to do a hot tea segment before yes. we jump into it. So I really don't remember what I asked you. So if they're the same ones, maybe it changed, maybe it didn't. But the first one is, so if you go to Starbucks or Dunkin' or wherever you go, what is your go-to coffee order? Okay, first of all, I wish I could go to Dunkin'. Let's just give a huge shout out to the Dunkin' world because there's none near me. Yeah, Canada doesn't have any. Yeah, what the heck? Do you guys just go to Tim's? Is that where you'd go? Yeah, you Tim's go or Starbucks. I go to Starbucks. My parents prefer Tim's, but like we we used to have Dunkin' and they closed the last one down like four years ago. No. Okay, so you understand the pain. Well, actually, four years ago, I wasn't a big coffee drinker. So like I didn't really get the <gasps> experience. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Okay, I don't know if so I'm a Dunkin' gal. We'll plan a trip together wherever Dunkin' is. That's the goal. Yes. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Um, okay, so if I could go to Dunkin', let's just put it there. That's the only time I'd get an iced drink. I think wonderful iced coffees, usually like a, a caramel macchiato with almond milk is delicious from Dunkin'. And for some reason, they have the best almond milk. I don't know why. From Starbucks or like wherever. Actually, no. If I go wherever, like a cutesy, trendy mm-hmm. coffee shop, I'm going to do something like um, a cappuccino probably usually with whatever fun alternative milk they have. It's like Mm -hmm. one of those places where they make it in-house. I'll be like, yeah, let's do that. If I go to Starbucks and they have it in stock, we're doing a pistachio latte. Mm -hmm. Didn't it just come back? It did just come back. Yes. And I think it's also in Canada. I think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've never had it, Um, but (laughs) I see like everyone talking about it. Like I remember the day like made its comeback, like every single person and their mom was like talking about it. Yep, me too. I was also the mom <laughs> and the and the person. Yes. It's phenomenal. I can't I don't even know what they do right because I've tried other syrups, syrups from regular coffee stands here and there mm-hmm. that is pistachio and it was bleh. so they <laughs> they do something good. Maybe I'll know. try it. I don't know if I like, yeah. like actual pistachios. Are you like allergic? I don't No, but I've never I don't think I've ever like just had it. So I don't even know what it tastes like. Right. So Okay, wait, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about peanuts and you're allergic to peanuts, aren't you? Yeah. But you are not allergic to other types of like tree nuts, right? Exactly. Just peanuts. Because peanuts are a legume. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's the weirdest thing ever. Why did they trick us like that? I don't know. It's weird. And you want to know something funny about that, actually? So we were talking about Tim Hortons. So they have ice caps, right? Okay. I don't know. It's like they're, yeah, that's like what they're famous for. Wait, I just played along. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, it's like an iced cappuccino. It's like their like famous drink. It's like, <gasps> okay, it's like a kind of like a frap. Like it looks okay. like a frap. Okay. Um, and yesterday I had one and I was like, this, like it tastes so weird. Like it doesn't taste like it usually does. And then today they put out that it's on recall because <gasps> it tastes like peanut butter. <laughs> and I was Are like, you okay? Yeah, I guess so. Like they said that like it wasn't actually nuts in it, but like the taste is of peanut butter. And I was like, that is so weird because yesterday I was literally telling my mom, I was like, this tastes so like weird. And I was like, is it the paper straw? Like, I don't know. Cause paper yeah. straws are kind of like, they make yeah, a they weird do. taste. Yes. Yes. But it's literally tasted like peanut butter. And I was like, oh, well, like, I guess this is what peanut butter tastes like now. Cause I've never tried it. There you go. There was your small, yeah. very dangerous exposure. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like, so, so funny and weird. And now they're do on they, recall. Do these come flavored? The ice caps? No, it's coffee flavored. That's why I was like, 
why does it taste weird? Like, this doesn't taste like coffee. And then I was like, okay, maybe my straw disintegrated into it or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it literally tasted like peanut butter, I guess. Are you the type of person that finishes your iced coffee over like a four hour period or a four oh, yeah. minute period? Like four hours. Like I'll take a little sip. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I like coffee. Well, mm. I like coffee, but like, I don't know if like, I like it this much because of the taste or because of like the experience of drinking. <laughs> totally. Like the activity. Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. I also just like love the, the thought, like waking up to holding a cup of coffee in mm-hmm. my hands, like looking out the window. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like, a it's whole, like an like, experience. Thing. Exactly. So yep. Love I, um, I respect that, but I also feel like once you drink it super slow, then it gets watery. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's a struggle. I don't know. Maybe I like watery coffee. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that was my rant on question yeah. number one. <laughs> Next question. Um, where is your dream travel destination? Okay, wait. I do remember this question last time. And I think I said something like super stereotypical. So I'm going to dig deeper (laughs) because I think my preferences have probably changed since we last spoke. If I was ejected from a plane and they just dropped me (laughs) on the entire continent of Europe, I think I would have a good time. Like I could literally Mm -hmm. enjoy any part of Europe. I'm going to say right now, Switzerland. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. Have you been to Europe in general? Yes. Didn't you do a study abroad? I did do I a study this. abroad. Okay. Stereotypical. I know. I studied abroad in Italy and I did a lot of travel, but not as much as someone would think because I really wanted to enjoy Italy and, and Florence where I was staying. Mm-hmm. But I, I did a lot of travel in Eastern Europe, not as much Western. So next time I go, fingers crossed, hopefully soon, yes, we'll go Western. I think so. I hope so. I'm tired. I, I need things. to travel. I need to do things in my life. I'm tired. I need to do things. <laughs> yeah, basically, even though like all I do is like lay in bed. And I'm like, oh, I'm tired of laying in bed. Like, like I don't do any, like I don't do much or maybe, well, depends the day, but sometimes I literally do nothing and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking tired. Like, yeah, but I didn't do anything. I think there's something like psychological about how bad this, this time frame has been on us and our mm-hmm. bodies. I mean, you think about humans in general, like we're not built to be inside in walls, our phones on devices. Mm-hmm. So it only makes sense that this is like, you know, on such a positive note, deteriorating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Like, I feel like I've just been so much more lazy. Like I was yeah. even before this, like I was a lazy person, but <laughs> I've become even more lazy now and it's really right. bad. Yeah. I've had a very similar experience. In fact, I actually don't even remember being that lazy prior to COVID. And now it's, it's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a therapist. We all got to talk through this. Yeah. Honestly, honestly. Uh, okay. The last hot seat second question um, is what is this TV show you can rewatch over and over and ever get tired of? Um, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is the best TV show ever. My created. parents watched it. <gasps> I have not. Get them on the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my mom was like, oh my God, it's so good. They watched it so fast too. Yeah, it's super digestible. I could not recommend it enough. Amanda, you would absolutely love it. It's just a happy show. Like you Mm -hmm. keep thinking like something bad's going to happen. And like, yeah, there's like little trials and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but it is just a feel good show. And I think the first time I watched it, I must've been PMSing or something, but (laughs) I, I'm not kidding. I cried it every episode which is so pathetic, but like happy tears, not like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is sad. Like, I can't believe this is so heartwarming kind of tears. 
Okay. Please watch. I will. I see. Honestly, the only reason I didn't watch at the beginning was because I was still working at Apple when it came out. And we had to oh. talk about it all the time. There was stickers of like Ted Lasso everywhere. So I was like, I'm already annoyed of this. I was like, I don't want to watch it because I talk about it at work all the time. So like now like that I don't work there, I'm like, hey, like maybe I can watch it now. You know what? I completely understand that. You had too much association. Mm-hmm. I must've been living under a rock. I don't remember like ever seeing advertisements for it. I never had for Apple real? TV plus. I know, literally. Oh my God, when you walk into an Apple store, there was like, t- like on the table, there were stickers of him. <laughs> like there is like bit not bit emojis i don't know what they're called emojis of like ted lasso like on the stickers like his little mustache and stuff yeah exactly yeah that That's and it was funny. all over the place we had to give it to everyone and talk about it so i was just like fed up like i felt like i knew so much about this man and i didn't yes. even watch the show so i was just gonna ask how you talked about it with no knowledge <laughs> oh i don't know i would <laughs> like we have like a little script thing so oh. i just kept saying the same thing over and over <laughs> So I just got really lasso is a sitcom based. Yeah, basically (laughs) that's how it went. And then I was so tired. So I was like, I don't want to come home and watch this man after talking about him. I'm so tired of Jason Sudeikis' face. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's how it went. Um, But okay. I will give it a try. When I finish, I started Vampire Diaries like a month ago. Oh yeah. I've never watched it before. Huh? Yeah. Great show. I started watching it. I feel like I dropped off after a few seasons so I'm interested to hear like your final recap the final update mm-hmm. I'm almost on season six. Oh shoot I didn't even know <laughs> yeah. there was that many seasons there's eight apparently yeah there's eight whoa so almost done but I watched it so fast like I, this is how I procrastinate like I watch something and then mm-hmm. I do every like I leave everything to like last minute because I'm doing something else and like watching a show is more fun than doing work. So yeah. Do you ever have this problem that I realize I have where you're, you're wanting to like multitask while you're editing. So you try and like watch a show mm-hmm. or watch YouTube while you're also editing. Yeah. Do you ever do and that? It literally sometimes it hurts my brain so much, <laughs> Yeah, but like, so I know you have ADHD, but I have ADD. Okay. So I can't concentrate on one thing. So like I have something in the back while I'm editing, but I can't like my brain can't. So I overstimulate myself. Then I make myself anxious, but I still do it. Even though I know it makes me feel like that. Yeah. It's like a a constant cycle. We just keep getting looped Mm -hmm. back into. Like I know that I shouldn't be doing that, but I still do it. And then I stress myself out. Then I'm like, I already knew I would get stressed. And then I don't know why I did it. Yes. And it takes the task twice, four Mm -hmm. times as long to complete. Yeah. And you're just bad at yourself that you even, yeah, blah, blah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyway, <laughs> so for this episode, I know last episode, we talked more about like fitness and things like that. This episode, I kind of want to talk more about um, your journey into like being a full-time content creator and yeah. the struggles and stuff like that with that. And then also when you decided to like hire people to help you and things like that. People. <laughs> um, so honestly, how have the like past few months been being like completely self-employed and working for yourself? Yeah. I mean, I can kind of like give a background if that would be helpful too. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, so I started YouTube right after the, the first summer I graduated from college. So 
I moved over to Seattle. I was like, what the heck do I do with my life? I'm so confused. I'm so lost. And I have no hobbies because everything mm-hmm. I did was revolved around my school. I worked on campus. I, I was involved in extracurriculars on campus. And then it was nothing all of a sudden, like mm-hmm. my whole identity was out the door. So I took up YouTube. Um, it was kind of like that thing I would do like in private. I didn't want anybody in my office to know. It took me months to even tell like my closest friend there. And it was just kind of like a, a part-time activity I would do until like three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. or on the weekends and stuff. And I started it in October of 2019 and then was laid off from my job due to the pandemic in March, 2020. So it was like this very serendipitous moment at the end of February or March, I kind of forget where my channel got monetized, which was huge. And there was kind of like this weird talk at the time, like you're possibly going to get called back to work. We're not really sure what's going on. And that went on for months. And at the time I was still on unemployment. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm starting to see some income from YouTube. I'm possibly like going to go to back to work. Like what, Mm -hmm. let's just pursue this while I can. So eventually like the work thing never ended up really happening until this past July. (laughs) We can get into that in a second, but, um, I kind of just devoted my time to, to YouTube ever since. And I realized, okay, well, even if this is just a hobby for the time being, like, this is something I've always wanted to do. Let's, let's just go for it. So it became my whole entire life. My channel, I was very grateful to like see quick success. And I think that had a huge part to do with the content that I make and the pandemic itself, Mm -hmm. because I make so many videos about fitness and at the time it was like Chloe Ting, like top of the charts, yeah. like 40 million subscribers, like overnight. And everybody was trying to find ways to move their body or just mm-hmm. not go just numb, you know, sitting around on the couch all day. So it was, it was like that quote unquote fun period when people were still hopeful and you felt yeah. like there was an end to all of this. Yeah. And so that was just like a, a really fun time for me. And I basically have been doing YouTube and podcast I had eventually started later that summer ever since. So I'm trying to get to my point here. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Um, How has it been? Has it been like stressful? (laughs) Has it been fun? But no, that's a great point. I would say there's so many ups and downs with content creation in general, and also just with being Mm self-employed. There's so many highs. And especially like when I was seeing my channel grow in the very beginning, it felt like a surreal dream. It felt like it was such a high that the minute that it kind of like peaked off or just kind of leveled or, you know, went back to normal growth, it felt like, okay, like, am I doing something wrong? When in Mm -hmm. actuality, you know, you just have these ebbs and flows and that that's natural. That happens. It's, it's not any reflection on you or the content that you're making, but that's just how YouTube is sometimes. So there's these incredible highs. And then also these really deep lows where you feel so lonely, which is in combination with the world, plus working for yourself, being at home all of the time, um, being in like not a well-lit apartment is like my cross to bear in life. And it, it was never something though, that like I ever wanted to like complain about because I just felt so lucky that I had worked really hard to get to this place. I I didn't feel like this could be ever as bad as 
my previous job where I was just so beyond unhappy every single day. I thought about quitting and every single day I didn't want to be there. So Mm -hmm. how could I hate on literally like living out a dream Mm -hmm. at the same time? Like every job has things that you can complain about, but this is just something like I've just been so fortunate to pursue and it's been life-changing for sure. And I think, like you said, like you grew during the pandemic and a lot of like content creators that are doing it full-time can travel more because you're working for yourself. You can work from everywhere. And I feel like totally that's like a big like perk about it that like you probably haven't really experienced much yet because no. there wasn't travel for like such a long time. So like you said, like you were stuck in your like apartment the whole time. Right. And like, I don't know about you, but like here we have like co-working spaces and stuff like that but they were also closed for like months. So you really just had your space and it is lonely. And like, yeah, you can talk to people through a screen and stuff, but it's just like not the same. It's definitely not the same. You're right. And I mean, it felt like there were all of those perks that like everybody talked about. Mm -hmm. They were content creators prior to 2020, et cetera. And I was like, Oh, I guess like that sounds fun. Like whenever it's going to happen, but also, it's not like there's meetups in Washington state. Like <laughs> yeah. people are having like parties in LA and stuff. So even still, you're close like, to LA, I think. Um, like a three hour plane ride. Okay. So like closer than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say for sure, like the flexibility is something I will never, ever, ever take for granted. Like mm-hmm. not having to like think about answering to somebody. I do have a manager, which I can talk about as well, but Mm -hmm. even just knowing, okay, like this weekend, we wanted to go see some family, like an hour drive away. I'll work really hard so that I can take Thursday and Friday off or something. So you could just easily adjust your schedule without having to punch in some PTO or, or worry about what your boss would say. Like those sorts of perks are incredible. But at the same time, there are so many days where I just feel lost? Am I even doing something right? Like, do people even hear me? Am I speaking into the Mm -hmm. void? Is there anybody out there? (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel that way too. And like, it's not my full-time job. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I feel something. (laughs) I feel you relate though, but you totally relate. Like, it's like, I like the fact, well, I still work like for someone, but I like the fact that like, for the most part, like, you can make your own schedule, but then when you're a procrastinator, sometimes mm-hmm. that doesn't like, if you're not strict with like your deadlines and like when you have to have stuff done, right. it can be like stressful. And I think also something that people think about content creators is like, Oh, like they just film and like take a picture and like post it. And like, then they get paid. But like, <laughs> there's so much more behind it that I think like people don't realize. Yeah. And it's stressful. I think the, one of the biggest uh, tips or pieces of advice I is it that helped me understand it so much more was basically you're you're giving up a nine to five life to work twenty four seven and that's one hundred percent what we do. I mean, I I think that's a a good thing and a horrible thing at the same time because it's awful for boundaries. But in a way, like if you're on Instagram, you're working. If you're on TikTok, you're working. If you're posting content or you're filming. I mean, I kind of like take breaks throughout the day, but I pretty much work from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed. Mm -hmm. And that's not a great thing. And it's not something I like to promote, but it's also like the reality of this 
role. And I think yeah. the more that people see how, um, like, let's say with TikTok, for example, how easily people can, can gain a following to know, like, it's not all glitz and glam is yeah. also important too. Yeah. Like if you look at like Alicia Marie and like Remy Ashton, like they've been doing this for so long. A decade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like people like just assume like, oh, like they have millions of followers. Like they don't really have to do anything anymore. But like, yeah, like I feel like like Alicia shows a lot of like behind the scenes and the amount of work that like she puts into like all her content. It's like wild. Like I get tired watching that. Like I can't imagine being the person doing all that. So like that's something that like genuinely makes me feel self-conscious because mm-hmm. I like I'm overwhelmed. Like I'm posting two videos or three videos a week. Like this is so much. And I'm like nervous about my podcast, like all this stuff, you know, I'm nervous about like posting on Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever. There's feels like there's too many tasks yeah. and things on my plate. And then I, I see her and I'm like, how the heck? But she has a team. She's yeah. got, a, she's got an assistant. She's got managers. She's got a whole publicist. Like Mm-hmm. I guess that helps make things more feasible, but it makes yeah. me feel like, wow, I'm yeah. doing like a percentage of that. Am I a big fat loser? No, I feel that way too. And like talking about managers, so you, you have a manager now. Um, do you yes. want to talk a little bit about like how you found them and like what they do for you? I wasn't really sure how I felt about management. I had received like a few different offers, I, I suppose, from like different management companies and nothing ever I guess felt right. Like I would mm-hmm. take the phone call. I think it's always important to take the phone call, whomever it is, just hear people out. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't feel like the right fit. But I um was contacted by my current manager now. His his name is Nick and he he owns his own company. It's called Six Seven Media. Isn't it is in Toronto? Super hard for me to say. Is it not um, in Toronto? I don't I believe so. He he used to work for a bigger company and then okay. left. And maybe that company's based in Toronto. Maybe. I'm not sure. Or maybe but, I'm just thinking of someone else. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, but I I just got on the phone with him and I really appreciated how thoughtful he was. And he's been in the industry for like eight years, which is an anomaly because yeah. the industry is barely eight years old, you know? Um, and I really just thought that it felt like a good fit at the time. And mm-hmm. I mean, it still is, sorry, but I mean like when I was yeah, getting yeah, when you're, yeah. like something I needed and don't get me wrong. There's definitely ways that you can manage yourself and it's not necessary by any means to have a manager, but it just like takes this ease off of your back that, you know, somebody else is, is rooting for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're dealing with all of the legalities that come with content creation and also specifically brand partnerships, which is like primarily what he helps me with. And just the, the nuance and the back and forth of emails, like could have just like taken a knife to my heart. It was so boring and so painfully bleh. Yeah. And I was never that person that like knew how to pitch myself. If mm-hmm. I got any brand sponsorships before him, it was all brands that had approached me, which beyond grateful for, but I don't know if, if they were taking advantage of me, if they Mm -hmm. were offering a price that was lower than what I deserved, or even like asking for too much. I was naive. I I didn't know better. So he is always advocating for me in that way and making sure like I'm getting fairly paid for the work that I'm doing. And it's just so, I don't know. It gives me a good peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I don't like, I'm always so awkward when like I try to negotiate like 
pay. So awkward. Because I'm like, I don't know how to say it. And then like, what if, what if I'm shooting too high? Or like, what if I sound like I'm unsure? Like, I don't know how to talk about myself in that way. Yeah. But like, I feel like, yeah, that's like helpful. I know some people have like pretended to be their own managers. Like people have done that. So like, it doesn't come off as their voice. It comes off as someone higher up. So like the brand that's reaching out thinks that the person has a manager. I don't remember who that was. I don't know if Carter, like Carter Sullivan said that she's done that. But now she has a manager, but I think, I don't remember who it was, but I feel like it was her. But yeah, people have like done that because like sometimes when brands reach out and they know like the person doesn't have a manager, they're like, oh, like some of them will take advantage of you. So I feel like if they think that you have one, like they'll be like a little little shady. Yeah. That's so interesting. I think I've, I, maybe I saw a TikTok about that once, like a girl who tried to do that, but it is pretty sneaky and it's really smart. Um, And it's true. I mean, the sad thing is, is that now, as I was kind of mentioning with, with so many people that like to, or that have grown a following on TikTok, let's say Mm -hmm. there are so many more people just getting access to brands and, and, and taking over the space in a really positive way. But I think it's so important to like, to talk about yeah. actual prices and what you're worth and to make sure, you know, like, Hey, that that's not okay. Or this is how you should be approaching it. Always see a contract before you agree to something yeah. like just little tiny tidbits that I frankly had nothing about. And when I was first starting, I had nobody to look to and, and nobody mm-hmm. to converse with. So it's nice yeah. to even have somebody like you that we can chat about these things with. Yeah, for sure. Like one of my friends in Montreal owns um, her own like agency and she like does that like reaching out like for brands and stuff for people and she told me that like if a brand like if you give a rate to them and they say yes right away that like you're lowballing yourself because totally that means they were gonna pay you higher and I never thought of it that way and I was like oh like maybe that's why everyone just said yes right away um but Yeah. yeah I mean like it's like it's awkward it's always awkward asking for money I don't know like I know like some people are confident doing it but I'm just like always like Oh, like, do I deserve that much? Like, I don't 100%. know. I was even thinking just the other day, like when I got my offer to work at my former employer, I just said, yes. Like Me too. I was straight <laughs> out of school. And I, I mean, I didn't know if that was a bad thing. Like, what am I negotiating for? I have no experience, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I remember thinking to myself, is everybody around me making the same rate? Because I highly doubt it, even if they were on the same level as me. Yeah. But then again, like it was a hotel. So like they're cheap as heck. So who knows? Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I had male counterparts. I, I wonder if they were just more bold as stereotypically they can be mm-hmm. to ask for negotiations. And I was just too nervous. I don't know. No, I but feel never be afraid to know your worth. Yeah. I think that's like something that like this industry has taught me a lot. Would I negotiate a pay if I were to have another interview? Probably not because I get so anxious and like awkward. Um, but I mean, you live and you learn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So you kind of brought it up before, but I help you edit like some of your videos and I feel like you had an intern at one point. Is that true? Or did I make that up or were you looking for one? Um, correct. I had a intern for my podcast specifically. Okay. Podcasting is something that I felt like I just I didn't know how to fully, still don't, I still don't know how to fully navigate like the Instagram side of things. I sometimes battle with even thinking like Instagram is necessary for podcasts because 
I don't like following a whole bunch of podcast Instagrams, but then at the same time, it's like, it's a great networking and marketing mm-hmm. tactic, but it feels like so much extra work. And I already hate my own personal Instagram. So I, I yeah. wanted some additional help and I wanted somebody to like take clips from my podcast, put them together in like a cute little vertical form for, for TikTok or for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. Um, but at the end of the day, one, I took a break from my podcast, um, just for the holidays and marketing, et cetera. And two, I just, I couldn't afford it and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to not pay them. So yeah, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to let you go or just honestly. Yeah. Like I feel that because like social media management, they make a lot of money and like, so that's like, I'm, that's something I'm offering with what I'm opening. Um, haven't talked about it much, but that's something that I'm offering. But like, I was reaching out to like other people that do that. And like some of them, the I can't ask for that much. Like it stresses me out, but some of them ask for so much. And obviously like they know their own worth, but like when people were telling me, like some people were like 900 a month, I was like, people can afford 900 a month to pay you. Like that's what just like goes through my head. That like, is nuts. Yeah. And like, they have like three, four, like recurring, like, clients I'm just like clients y'all make a lot of money and yeah it just like blows my mind like I didn't know like that much money like was made like through that and I mean it's very time consuming and it is a lot and I can't imagine doing it for like four different people at the same time but it was just like I was just shook I was like that is a lot of money I think you're gonna be so well cut out for it though because I see you as somebody who knows how to like timetable all of those things in such a creative and organized way. Like I'll see these TikToks and these girls are like, this is my day in the life of a social media manager, you know? And yeah. they've got like their little calendar. They love like those websites. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can totally just see you thriving in that environment. I mean, I like the aesthetic of it. I feel like I'm a very <laughs> aesthetic driven person, except, yeah. you know, Notion, everyone talks about Notion. Yeah, boo, Notion. No, I, don't I, don't, I looked at it and I was like, I don't understand this. This is coding. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, there's so many things. Like, it's like, put your pictures here. I was like, what pictures? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, I feel like I'm very good at organizing myself. But, like, I like the aesthetic look of those things. But I can never, like, fully dive into it because there's so much random shit. Like, 100%. I even, like, can't. I can barely relate to the Google calendar girlies because I think it's just like something about actually taking the time to put in the tasks is a task (laughs) itself. And I don't Mm -hmm. have the time or the energy or the attention span to sit there and like make my notion and make my Google calendar. Mm -hmm. I have a Google calendar and I have a physical planner and I have a to-do list thing. Okay. I have all those three. But like, sometimes I'll fall off on one of them. Like my Google calendar is the one I use the most because it's on my phone. So like it's yes. easier access, but yes. like, I also have a planner that I paid so much money for and I haven't used it that much, but I'm still going to buy another one because that's just like how my life goes. But like, there's some people that like, they write every single small thing in there. And like, there's, I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I'd love to be one of them, but. Right. You have all my respect. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. You do it. Exactly. Um, okay. So it's just so awkward talking about myself, but, um, oh, please. You're just, no, it's just awkward. Business. No, no, no. I was going to say, 
after like I started helping you on like the internment that you had at the moment um yes yes how has that kind of helped change like your workflow okay I I'm not even just gonna say this because I'm literally speaking to you but (laughs) it has done wonders I cannot even express to you enough how incredible it is so I don't remember when we like first did videos together because it must have been like sometime in the fall, like end of 2021. And I would text you like every once in a while, like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling overwhelmed. Like, is there any chance like you have availability coming up? Like I could, I would love to work with you. And I think, I think I was like really nervous at first because I thought, oh gosh, like this is going to take away my creativity. It's going Mm -hmm. to not allow me to like fully have, um, that like final say on my video, but I think the system that we have just like works so well for me that it makes me feel like I'm a new human being. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) So uh, we started working together, like, like off and on in the fall. And then I wanted to work with you like throughout Twistmas, which is like my version of Vlogmas. And I thought this is going to be like such a fun time, but I know I can't do it on my own. So Amanda, will you help me? Like you can edit this amount of videos and I'll edit this amount of videos and we can kind of do the whole thing together. And that was like the start of the rest of my life in my eyes. (laughs) I feel like I could never go back after that point because I saw how incredibly helpful it was. I would just, I would, I don't know if it has a lot to do with productivity or procrastination or what, but my editing timeline for whatever reason would just take me days for one singular video. And I felt like nobody else had that problem and it was exhausting. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it shouldn't, it shouldn't take this long. Like it shouldn't be 20 hours for one singular video. So when we started working together, it just like literally changed my life. And I still edit like a, a whole lot after, um, you send the footage back to me because Amanda does like most of like the really difficult part of the editing, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. Um, and I just go in and like add some fluff, but still like it has made me the happiest camper alive. I swear. Yeah. Which- I feel like, yeah. Like your videos are longer than my own. Um, <laughs> like, but like you have a lot hours. more, <laughs> yeah, mine are not that long usually, but you have a lot of B-roll and stuff. And I feel like when you're, yes. when you're like the first person to edit your stuff, I don't know if you're like a perfectionist, but like I used to be like that for my content. I was like, hey, like it has to be perfect, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like when you take out like the first step, there's a lot that like you that's taken out that like you won't see that like really doesn't need to be there. But like when you're probably editing it at the beginning, you're like, oh, like maybe that should be in there. So I feel like it like eliminates that. Cause like sometimes I watch some of my own videos that I'm editing. I'm like, why did I even like what? There's no purpose for this. Yes. (laughs) Or like I said the same thing like six times in different like words. And I'm like, why did I speak so much? So I feel like it just like eliminates that whole aspect. Totally. And I think you do a good job of looking at my content too and being like, we're we're taking rid of this. (laughs) Like this is this is too much. Or I mean, I'm in this so patient with me too because I stutter a lot. And so when I'm editing or when I'm filming, I have to restart a sentence sometimes. I'll like do it like three times. But I do that too. Or like I say something and I'm like, no, that's not even what I wanted to say. Yeah. What or, the, why were those words? Those yeah. Words, or like sometimes what? I try and say like two words at the same time and it just like comes out. So, uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. I feel like we all do that, but people don't realize because it's edited. So that's true. They don't okay, see that's that helpful. Part. 
Yeah. That's like, I do that too. Or like sometimes I'm talking and then all of a sudden, like, I just don't talk, but I'm still filming. (laughs) I'm like, Hey, like, I don't need that. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like extra footage that's like just not needed. And like for everyone though, it's I'm, I'm not just like emphasizing this just because I'm talking to you. I mean this, like it is the best thing ever to work with you and just to have an editor behind your back. And also I'm so comfortable with you. I don't feel like I am being judged. I think that was also something I would worry about. Like, oh gosh, Amanda's going to think of me differently or, or who's ever (laughs) looking at my raw footage is going to think I'm a freak. But I think just because like one, you get it, like you're also a content creator and, and two, you're just like so easy to get along with. It's it's not like there's that other subconscious in my mind. Like, what is Amanda thinking of me right now? You know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like because, like, we were friends to start out, but I think we, like, became better friends over time. Totally. But I think, like, having a friendship with someone is, like, it, like, there's two ways to it. It could be bad in some cases. Right. But then it right. could be good in some cases, too. Um, yeah. I think it's, in like. In this case, it's good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, yeah, like, I don't I don't judge. I do weird shit in my videos, too, that I cut out and, like, no one sees the light of day. Yeah. Um, but but moving. Okay. So this is going to be the last part of the podcast. Okay. And it's, like, the money part, I guess. Oh, cool. well, not I guess. It is. Um, <laughs> so yeah. for, like, money-wise, do you have, like, an accountant, like, or who helps you with taxes and shit? Because that, for me was like I don't understand it still and like I don't do my own taxes like my dad thankfully knows how to do all these things but apparently when I start like my own business with like incorporation and stuff like you need to get an accountant because it becomes something else so like right now like how do you do your taxes as a self-employed person well I'm not gonna offer much great information because my dad is an accountant okay similarly (laughs) my dad does it for me as well but um I I will say though first of all, he's not used to like doing accounting for uh, content creators. Like that's not mm-hmm. something that is, is usually you, yeah. right. Usually you would go see an accountant who like knows all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's no different than the next Joe Schmo. He like still uses TurboTax and everything, which I think wouldn't be a bad thing for me to learn. But what I do do that is so beyond helpful for him is I make Excel sheets of all of my um, YouTube expenses and also all of my income streams and like all of the the payments that I receive. And then at the very end of the year or right around like January, February, you start to get all of your like 1099s, which is equivalent to like a non-employee compensation. And that's also super important. So basically like trying to be as organized as possible with all of the documents that are being sent your ways mm-hmm. or like key necessary receipts. Like if you have to pay for a camera or you have to pay for a computer that you're using your software editing for on, um, that's all super important to like, just to keep note of. Yeah. But I, I wish I like had more information, but like God bless our dads. Honestly, honestly, I feel like a lot of people have accountants because it's so freaking confusing. Like I went like last yeah. year, last year, I think it was last year. Yeah. Like was like the first year that I actually like did stuff as like self-employed because like the other years, like I didn't really make 
enough money that the government needed to know. I don't know if that's fraud. Hope not. But like, in no, you're Canada, right. There's a certain amount in Canada. Yes. Like, it's, it's, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Amanda won. They're, coming <laughs> They're gonna come for me. me. Yeah. Um. So like, last year was the first year that like I really did it, and I looked at the stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this shit is confusing. Uh huh. Like, uh-huh. there's so many different things. And there were so many papers that I had everywhere. And I have an Excel sheet too. Um, it really helps. Like I have it like like YouTube, um, like my editing, like my candle shit. Like I just have it all there. So it's just easier. My and last shit. year I did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last year I only started doing that at the end of the year. So I had to find all this stuff for the beginning uh. and it stressed me out. So like this year I was like, hey, we're doing it like from January. Um yes. so I think it's like really key and like you can find so many free templates online too if you don't want to make your own one um, to track everything so I do the same thing another like little tiny helpful tip that I do always because I'm not as great as you I don't do like monthly updates I'll do like quarterly Mm -hmm. um (laughs) I know a lot of people actually do quarterly taxes if if um that's that's a helpful thing to know but in my gmail account if you use gmail you can label emails and I have a labeling folder for like um, a statement that was showing a receipt for something um, I received money for or something I paid for. So if it's a digital receipt, because so much is digital nowadays, at least like that's in some sort of concise folder that I can go back and look for. So we love labeling. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. So my last question for you is kind of like an, I don't know if it's open-ended, but how do you make sure to keep yourself motivated since technically other than your manager, it's literally just you who is the one who has to film the content make up like get the ideas and everything so how do you make sure that like you're motivated to continue because at the end of the day if you don't film if you don't post and all that stuff like you technically don't have a job and I know like I know like for YouTube (laughs) yeah for YouTube like you could still make money even if you posted a video like six months ago but obviously it's it's like dollars yeah it's not the same as uploading like consistently so how do you make sure that you're like self-motivated. Well, that is a really good point. First of all, like having evergreen content, like content that's always going to be somewhat relevant is super great if you can make something like that. Mm -hmm. So instead of like a a daily vlog, that's great. But if you did like something that was constantly going to be relevant, that's better. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, there's so many facets to that because for one, like I just genuinely love it. So that definitely keeps me going. And mm-hmm. I don't like feeling like I'm purposeless, purposeless, yeah. you know, like I, I want to wake up every morning and feel excited about things I have to do. And I'm not just like, you know, do, 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 do. I, I want to have those like fiery passions that I'm interested in to, and want, I'm interested in and want to continue mm-hmm. to pursue. So like for sure, just like my own interest in general, but of course, like I have really bad mental health days. I've taken longer breaks from YouTube before, or even just a week or two off because I'm not interested in, in sacrificing that. Yeah. I think at the beginning of my channel, I would just push through when I was just so down in the dumps because I didn't know how to say no to myself. And I thought if I don't upload a video, people are going to get, I'm on the face of the earth. Like I'm gone for <laughs> forever. I'm out of existence. But I think what is so much more important is taking care of yourself and taking care of your mental health. And the, the kindness that people have shown me in return has been so beyond 
helpful and reassuring and also helps destigmatize the idea that, you know, you, you should be taking time off when you're not feeling well. I mean, it's my equivalent, I suppose, to like a PTO, but, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So one, like my own motivation, of course, because I love YouTube also too, I, I love interacting with like the small community that I'm so grateful to have. I think that keeps me constantly like wanting to interact with them more. Yeah. And I would, I always felt like, okay, what if somebody was having a really hard day and they thought in their heads, Taylor always loads on Wednesday at 12 PM. Like I'm, I need that video because I'm having a really hard day. I never want to like let that person down. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like that thought always goes into the back of my head when I'm feeling like, uh, I just, I don't know, like, you know, I'm feeling lazy today. Like that helps me feel motivated. Um, and then also in general, like you're saying, like, at the end of the day, like this is still a job. So, mm-hmm. you know, like when you don't want to go to work, you still have to go to work because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I have student loans, I have rent to pay, I have bills yeah. to pay. So yes, of course, like there's all those other like fun things. Like I love doing this, but at the same time, like a job is a job you do get paid. And mm-hmm. that is a nice perk. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like it's important to like take those days off too, though, because I feel like if you're like not having a good day and you like pick up the camera and you film, sometimes your day can turn around, but sometimes like it won't. And like people can tell through like, like, I remember in this one time I was having like such a bad month and I was still forcing myself to do things. And then I watched the videos recently and I was like, Oh my God, like maybe no one else can tell, but I can tell that like, I was just being so fake. Oh really? Grumpy almost. Yeah. Like it was like me pretending that I was fine, but I wasn't fine. But like Mm -hmm. I was pretending so yeah. it just like for maybe no one noticed, but for myself, it's like I noticed it and I was like, ew, like I don't want to be like that. And I don't, yeah, even if no one notices it, I know it and I don't want to be fake. So, right. Yeah, I think it's important to like take time off if you need it. I feel like I'm at this point, like trying to border in between expressing like when I'm sad or mm-hmm. when I'm just like being honest to the camera and also like not wanting to feel like it's coming off as complaining. Yeah. Because I'm sure it could be seen as that, like your life's so hard, YouTuber, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you're right. Like it's so easy to see through somebody and I never want to fake that. And if we can talk about it more and people understand that it's okay and it, you should be taking breaks for your mental health, then we're doing the right thing. Um, well, that's all I have for you today. So thanks so much for coming on. It literally has been 50 minutes and it like that we've been recording, but it feels like 10. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, I, was like, it's, it's like I have a seven, timer all the time because I always like to know how long it's been and it's been exactly 49 minutes, but it feels like really fast. Um, oh, I love it. But before you go, do you want to shout out any of your socials where people can find you? Yes, of course. Um, first of all, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we got to talk again yes. and talk about the, the real hard stuff. Um, my name is Taylor Woods. That is the name of my YouTube channel. T-A-Y-L-O-R-W-O-O-T-S. <laughs> and all of my socials are Taylor Woods with two L's because the first L was taken. Oh my God. So Taylor Woods is taken. Is it like, do they have a lot of followers? No, it's like a hundred or something or oh. I don't know. I think it, the first one that it was taken from was Instagram. And then once I got the handle that I have, it's just what I use across the board. Yeah, because everyone knows it now. Yeah. Right. And that would be silly if on one platform, it was something Mm -hmm. different so yeah it is what it is I'm Taylor (laughs) (laughs) awesome well thank you so much again for coming on yeah thank you so much for having me we love this podcast go 
Subscribe, five stars. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and for, I don't know, engaging with it. I don't really know. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Do not forget to go follow Taylor on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. Go show her some love. You know, if you see a video, go comment. Be like, hey, Amanda, like, I know you edit this. Like, I, you don't actually have to go comment that but <laughs> um go show her some love and if you'd like to show me some love please do so you can follow me either on instagram at behind the girl boss or at it's amanda one or you can subscribe to my youtube channel it's amanda one trying to hit 10k this year we are so close yet so far um so go show me some love there but thank you guys so much again for listening please follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it on if it by chance be apple or spotify leave a review i would really 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 appreciate it but yeah thank you guys so much again and i'll talk to you next time